The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey friends, and welcome back to our program Afternoons with Mike here on The Shepherd Radio. Heard from Orlando on into Ocala, the villages, and in Gainesville. And Gainesville, that's where we're talking to today. Jill Nash is with Elevate Leadership and Marketing. And Jill is a longtime friend, and we've worked on projects together back when I lived in Gainesville for 17 years, man. And it's been hard hard for me to believe it. That was four years ago, Jill, that we made the move back to Orlando. So time is flying by, isn't it? It is, Mike. I can't believe that I've known you that long, but... You know, it has it, it has been a while, and I thank you for having me on your show. Well, this is very exciting. Now, a little bit of history with Jill. Jill has been in the advertising slash marketing field for a number of years, owning her own agency. Uh, a number of years ago, began becoming part and then leading the Chick-fil-A leadership conference that would happen once a year. It was a big uh, simulcast. And we were able to meet. That's where I, I guess I first met you was through some of those early years of doing that. And that thing has kind of morphed into its own and actually kind of helped shape what you're doing, right? Absolutely. You know, I had no idea back when I first started these leadership seminars that, you know, it would lead me where I'm at today. I had no idea the impact it would have on our community and, and actually lead me to incredible relationships and then to the nonprofit that I'm now serving. Yeah, you know, when you look back on that, I mean, some of those early years, when you think back, Chick-fil-A was obviously a real leader in, in the ability to gather because they brought names in that would be everybody's top list of people that they knew and people that they loved. And, and it was like Chick-fil-A was bringing them in into the Atlanta area but then from there, like I said, it was simulcast. So even people in Gainesville all across the country could be a part of this event live. And so there would be things going on in that local uh, venue that would be live that was happening. But then a lot of the things that were happening in Atlanta were simulcast. So it, it really brought, as technology made these kinds of things possible, it really brought a, a really fun element to this event, didn't it? Oh, absolutely, Mike. You know, again, when I first started hosting and I'm like, who on earth is going to come to a simulcast, right? Like, are people going to sit in a room and watch a screen and yet it's the direction that we have gone and we have we always not just me but other people who hosted it you make it like your own live event you know yeah. you have your MCs and you have your sponsors and you know we would have like a room of 500 people in the room and to be honest there was just as much excitement as if we were there live and then as you know you probably know this or I'm not sure if you do but when we started with Chick-fil-A Leadercast it was owned by John Maxwell at the time you no, know, I did not know that. Running the event, yeah. So John was was running it. He was the owner at the time. Um, then they had other owners along with it, and then John actually set out to retire, and God had other other plans for him. So then he started doing another event called Live to Lead, and that's where you right. came with me. I guess a year and a half, however long, like yes. you said, probably almost two years ago. And so we continued to do that with Live to Lead and do the simulcast. And now, fast forward to today, I'm actually going to their live event this year instead of hosting and bringing a group with us to Atlanta. And I actually have a sponsorship through my nonprofit at their event. So it's just interesting to see the cycle, you know, because I'm like, 
we're doing our events here, but now I also get the opportunity to go live and then bring it back here again. You know what I think that speaks to, Jill, is that we never know the end from the beginning. We never know how this thing's going to work out. And I think a lot of people who are starting something that they feel like is uh, maybe, I, I don't know if I know all the details on this. I think some people don't go ahead and do what they feel is in their heart to do out of just not knowing where it's going to go. The truth is, we never know where it's going to go. You never know how far it's going to, to extend. But I'm so grateful that in those years, you did what God was calling you to do. And all of us that attended those early years, I think back to those times at uh, West Side when you were there. I mean, that was a big, big, big event. And we did that for a number of years. It was so much fun. It was a lot of fun. And that's, you know, I've always loved things that are fun and they have purpose. And when I listen to you say that, Mike, you know, what it reminds me of, you know, another thing that came out of those events is I've always had a passion to help people find what their passion is and to really pursue it. You know, I call it to activate the dreamers and the doers. And that's really what you're saying is we don't know what's going to happen in the future. We don't know when we take that step in faith, you know, where it's going to lead us. And so, even when I was in the room at those events or whenever I was meeting people one-on-one -on -one, and now with the course that I have called Dear to Dream, that's one of the things that I encourage people to do is to take a step in faith in the direction of their dreams, even if they're not 100% sure of what they want or that they know where it's going to take them. Because I promise you, when I took that step in faith years ago to do this event, there was actually nothing in me that wanted to do events. <laughs> I had a passion and I had a purpose, but I had just gotten done with hosting events for two years that were good, but they weren't profitable. And, you know, we just decided that that was the end of that. And had a friend not nudged me a few times, I wouldn't have done it because I didn't even know it was connected to my bigger vision. So... <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if that's what you're looking to hear from me today, but it's what it made me think of. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it is indeed. And I, I think back and I know that when anyone does something that they feel like the Lord's leading them to do it, and then that event actually just flies and it goes and it's growing. And I, I think back what it must have been like for you to look back at that and say, how in the world did we get here? You know, there's a great line uh, in the movie, That Thing You Do. That's one of my favorite fun music movies of all time. Tom, uh, uh, my goodness, what's his name? Tom Hanks is in it. And uh, it, it has this line in it where they are on the stage. This young, this like one hit wonder band is on the stage at this gigantic festival. And one of the musicians turns around to the drummer and says, how did we get here? And mm, uh, I, I think <laughs> it's a great line. And I think that must be what you thought when you looked around at 500 people sitting around round tables where a room is packed at Westside Baptist Auditorium and the, the feeling right. is a buzz and everyone is excited and all these business people are there. And it just had to be gratifying to you to realize you had obeyed and God was blessing you. You know, absolutely. You know, it, it is one of those things and you look back and you're like, wow, look how God is moving. And yet, even when I look back, every time I pray, I feel like God is saying to me, it is still small potatoes compared to what I'm going to do in you and through you. And I think, you know, that's another thing for people to just remember, you know, our job is to be obedient to God. Our job is to pursue our vision and to activate our faith. You know, our job is to have faith, back it up with action, and then it's God's job to take it where he wants it to go. Because, you know, I always, you know, I want everybody to know it doesn't matter whether it's something small or something big, but when we act in faith and we act in obedience to what he shows us, then each of us are going to look back and go, 
wow, so God, that's what you were doing, and that's what you are orchestrating. I did not see that coming. Yeah, and, and isn't it true that it is, it's so crazy how this works out where people who are called by, uh, by God to do something will often try to switch hats and wear the hat that God wears and only God can wear, and, and that's a frustrating right. thing, and I know that that's something that uh, you, as long as I've known you, I, I can say that I never saw you do that. You trusted God. Mm -hmm. I was privileged to talk with you prior to a lot of these events, even the selection of venues at times as you were growing, that becomes an issue too. And yet I would always sense Mm -hmm. you were trusting in God to do what only God can do. You know, Mike, I appreciate that. And it makes me feel really grateful that you see that, but what you may not have seen and what I'm sure happens to everybody are all the times in those 10 years that I wanted to quit because you know oh, when yeah, you're doing something for the Lord, there's there's going to be tests. There's going to be trials. You know, the enemy's going to come after you because, you know, he wants to keep us from fulfilling our vision. And I can tell you every year had its own thing, like big things, you know, and, you know, and I, and I, re- I remember even the very first year that I hosted, and I won't get into total details on that, but I partnered with somebody And they actually cut me out of my website. They actually cut off everything because even though I was the one who got things started, they had signed the dotted line. And all of a sudden I was cut off from this vision that I had. And I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? But then God worked it out, worked the details, and I was able to work things out with, with them. And one of the lessons I learned back then was like, you know what, when God gives you a vision, and even though there's an obstacle, don't get upset with the people or the people in your path, just trust that God will bring you through. So I think that's the key for anybody to remember is, if you have a vision, there are going to be obstacles to overcome. So that is the best choice you can make is to trust God. And, and you know, I, I can't think of a single leader that's not been in those that place in those shoes where, you know, there are times that you've got to think on your feet. There are times that you've, you don't know the answer to the problem that's just now risen before you. And, and here it is with what you're doing. And this is a real point of what I I love about you and the way that you've led is that you're a leader trying to lead when you don't necessarily know all the answers and yet you yeah, still right. have to lead. And and that's a point right there. That is a maturing yeah. point, isn't it? <laughs> Very much so. And if you don't mind, that just reminds me of a story like back in 2020 when we were all going through COVID and we're all navigating and learning to do new things. So obviously my business was on hold and I, you know, again, didn't have the answers like you said. And we ran a free event early on and that free event that was virtual went really well. And, you know, we had like 4,000 views. We literally planned it a week and it was great. But fast forward, I spent the rest of my year leading up to a new event, you know, that was also virtual that we invested money into and the whole thing fell apart and we literally had to shut the event down. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That was one of those times when I did not have the answers. And yet this is going to sound crazy. And yet I felt like the Lord said to me, this is your harvest. And I'm looking, I'm like praying and going, what do you mean? This is my harvest destruction. Did I sow bad seed? You know, what do you mean? This is my harvest. We just shut down the event. But I really think that event allowed me to meet new speakers. It allowed our team to shine at a time when we really didn't know what to do and everybody handled it beautifully. And we, we salvaged enough of the event that it let us promote and actually introduce me to leaders that are on a national level. So there are other things that happened because of it. So you're right. There's many times that we as leaders aren't going to know the answers, you know, I but think it's okay. God's still working. He's still working. That's exactly right. <laughs> you know, I think there's an irony here in, in what we're talking about, about the role of leaders who are leading other leaders. And that's a mouthful even to say, but it's a much bigger mm-hmm. effort to actually pull something like that off because it's one thing for a leader to lead followers. But when you are a leader of leaders, then you've got mm-hmm. to be prepared for some un- unexpected curves, turns in the road. I mean, those things are just going to happen. But I think about that, uh, this truth from 
from our nature around us. Uh, I learned years ago that, you know, we've all heard the Smokey Bear commercials and forest fires and how devastating it is. And we look at what happened out in Hawaii, how heartbreaking Mm. that is when those fires happen. But in a forest, you know, there's an ironic thing about this. There is a type of growth that only happens when a fire in a forest occurs. There are certain seeds that are only released in trees when they have been burnt. And how Mm. ironic it is that in the middle of what looks like sheer tragedy, like nothing good could ever happen or come from this scenario, there is a good, Jill, that happens when we're in the middle of the fire. Mm, that's, that's, That's good, and I never knew that about fires. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah, it's so true. And I know that those fires that you went through, none of them were fun, right? (laughs) None of them were like, oh, good. (laughs) Oh, oh, yeah, the whole thing is falling (laughs) apart. Praise God. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, that's not what I was saying at that moment. (laughs) It was more more like you're standing there like going, okay, God, help me to keep it together. (laughs) Yeah, what in the world's going to happen? And especially uh, all leaders who put events know that at times it's not just the effort and hours that's involved here. You've got lots of money involved. You've got lots of investment. Sometimes it's from your own pocketbook. And that's a painful thing. It's rough, isn't it? No, absolutely. You know, it's like, you know, like I said, I started a nonprofit, which I know we'll talk about whether it's today or another day, but like we have an event coming up. I'm offering it totally for free. So any money put into it is my own money. And it is one of those things that when you have a heart to do what God calls you to do, you just do it. You know, you just trust that he's going to bless and and he does, you know, and I think that's what I try to keep my eyes on. And that's what I've done all these years is I try to just keep my eyes on the vision and the direction and then trust God for the rest. I and, get and it. And use wisdom in the process. I love the the story I heard about a guy that stood up and he goes, we're a nonprofit organization. He's, we're not supposed to be, but it's just turned out that way. <laughs> so, You're right. I, I think, we aren't supposed to be. That's right. <laughs> I love that story. You know, there's uh, before we take a break here, uh, if you've just tuned in, I'm talking to my friend Jill Nash with Elevate Leadership and Marketing up in Gainesville. And oh my goodness, uh, I've, we just got stories. And if you were wondering, yeah, well, it's easy to sit and talk to Jill because we've got a little bit of history here to talk about, but we have a shared heart and vision to see God move in our communities. And that's something that I've always known about you, Jill. One of the things about being a leader of leaders is that you get to work with leaders like some of the guys that I know you've had be your MCs over the years, like Craig Wilburn. What a guy, yeah. huh? He is what a sweetheart yeah. of a businessman and a lover of God, Craig is, and also Brandon West. And you, uh, right. these are just dear men to me that you've worked with for years, and they really know how to do that thing of being up on stage, don't they? Oh, absolutely. You know, that that's why, you know, when I was thinking about the team that I had, and that, of course, includes, you know, Craig and Brandon, and they are, you know, what we call leaders worth following. I mean, they have been there with us through the good, the bad, and the ugly, and you know, who you see, what you see on stage is also who they are off stage as well. That's so right. I have been so grateful to have them be part of our team all these years. Well, they're wonderful guys. I keep up with them. And uh, it's it's just great to have the technology that we have in the world today where we can do that and functionally stay in, even though now we're I'm back down here in Orlando. And uh, that great. distance is nothing. I tell you, it's just nothing at all. And love has not stopped uh, relationships go on. And that's, that's something that is beautiful. Jill Nash from Elevate is my leader, is my guest today. She's a leader. It's what I started to say that has put together a program, uh, a website that we're going to be hearing about. And it is so incredibly interesting. I can't wait for you to hear it. Let's get back with her in a moment after this break. This is Afternoons with Mike. You're on The Shepherd. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. 
Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. With me today is Jill Nash, a friend for many years. Jill is a part of the wonderful community in Gainesville. And I, I'm just privileged to think back. I, I remember that night that we got to ride. It was actually with WJLF back in the day. I don't know if they were mm-hmm. Joy FM yet or not at that point, but we got to ride in that stretch limo from Gainesville down to yeah. Lakeland. That was a blast. That was so much fun. That was definitely one of my highlights. And I actually talked to um, Cam, who was a part of that as well that day. Do you yes. remember Cam? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with Cam when uh, we were the pulse back then and that's what we were doing and so it was great to have that relationship with andy haynes and uh just all of the great people up in gainesville again uh just talk about a feeling of home that's what i think about when i think about these times and uh being with Mm. friends like you back in the day and then i know that uh, you guys at the rock uh, have really been uh, just making the big strides, moving into a new building a couple of years ago. How is that going, by the way? Oh, it's going great. I mean, you know, I guess the thing that always blows me away, again, I when I think of a leader, I think of my pastor, because when we were getting ready to move into that building, it was in 2020. He had been diagnosed with multiple myeloma, was told that he had, you know, a year or less to live, I think if he didn't do, maybe he was told it was less than a year if he didn't do what the doctor said and right. maybe a year if yeah. he did it. Right. But it's over three years later and that man's numbers are almost down to zero. He has like not been defined by his illness. Instead, he ministers to the people when he gets any kinds of treatment. He keeps the faith and he continues to live, and he continues to stay on mission. And like I said, that's three years later. So I can't talk about the church without without talking about my pastor, you know, who's behind it, because without he and his wife leading, the church wouldn't be the church. You know, that, of course, we're referring to George Brantley right now. And George, you know, is a man who has preached faith for years. And Jill, I know you'll appreciate this. It's one thing, isn't it, to say what you believe, but it's another thing when you're tested. And the kind of testing that we were talking about that happened, let's say, in some of your events, when things didn't go the way you wanted them to go, it's one thing to be tested uh, and then to still come out holding your faith, holding steady, uh, doing what God's called you to do in the middle of the fire. My favorite picture from the Bible story of uh, of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is when they were thrown into the fiery furnace. Three of them went in, but when they looked in, they saw four, and the fourth right. looked like the Son of God. And when they came out, three came out, and somebody once made a statement that I've never forgotten. The fourth man is still in the fire, and any time we're wow. in the fire... God is going to be in there with us. Isn't that a beautiful picture? Oh, absolutely. Wow. George has been in the fire and is continuing to go. I pray for him every time I think about you guys. And the Lord, you know, allowed him to continue to build. I mean, that, you know, it's not like I know the Rock's building experience. I don't think any church that's ever built a building would say, oh, yeah, that's the easiest thing in the world to do. (laughs) Oh, no, no. And they're still, they're adding an admin building on right now. And, you know, they're actually planning their own event. They have a, we have a marriage seminar coming up. So like I said, they're staying on mission and taking care of the people. Well, I tell you, I appreciate you guys again, going back to that Maxwell event that you put together a a couple of years ago. And one of the things that we talked about that 
about a year and a half ago. One of the things that we were discussing and you were developing even then is this uh, website mm-hmm. called Looking for Answers. So f- tell us a little bit about the uh, the genesis of that story, if you would. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, Looking for Answers was a vision I had several years ago, and it was when I was hosting one of our, you know, Chick-fil-A leader cast at Westside. And I had run into this man named Bill. And Bill was one of our big promoters. Um, He was a successful businessman in town. Um, He was involved in the Rotary, YMCA. Um, And that day he was kind of really harried. And I thought it was because one of his kids was getting married. And then fast forward a couple weeks later, I found out that Bill committed suicide. And, oh you know, like I was, I was shocked, you know, because I didn't see the signs. And to this day, I don't know what happened, but I started to think to myself, you know, here I am running these leadership events. And yet there are people in this room that each of us have a story and some of them like Bill are, are suffering. Now, I don't know what his story was, but I'm just saying what he represents, that there are people in a room of 500, or there's people in your audience, Mike, and over 41% of them, based on Florida statistics, are suffering some type of anxiety mm-hmm. or depression. Mm-hmm. In the state of Florida, in a nine-hour period, three people in the state of Florida commit suicide. So it made me think there's people who are suffering with mental and relational health, and we see some of this play out in the headlines. And I was praying one day and said, God, what can I do to be an answer, you know, for other people? I can't solve every problem there is, but you can. How can I lead people to you? So he gave me the name Looking for Answers, and we developed a website in 2020. um, And we're just, you know, we're actually adding a lot more on the website within the next week. But we actually became a 501c, so we're a full nonprofit right now. Um, And what our goal is, we want to run a media campaign and reach those who are hurting in mm-hmm. the area of, of, of mental health or relation, relational health, and then lead them to a website that will provide resources for them in their community. Because, you know, one of the things I realized is not everyone is going to be ready to go into the door of church, but they might show, they might listen to your show, and then maybe they'll say, oh, I'm really suffering or my child's suffering. Let me see what I can find. Let me see the resources I can, excuse me, I can find. So that's our goal is just to direct people to the church, coaches, counselors, podcasts, and books, just all the resources that we can to help people. You know, one of the tragic statistics that has grown is that very thing of suicide. And, you know, I think a lot of people, uh, they kind of throw that into a basket like, well, yeah, that's always been there. and, and, And that's true. But we are seeing numbers today where it is much more prevalent, much more common than ever in our lifetime. And there are reasons why. And I think that we, we've got to come to that place of honesty where we realize this, that there may be something that we should be watching for. There may be signs that are maybe easier to pick up on than we think. Uh, when it comes down to somebody's mental health. And that's a term even in and of itself that has become much more commonplace. But I'm not sure, Jill, that people really realize that by mental health, we're not necessarily talking about mental illness uh, or a person that is, you know, maybe diagnosed clinically as having some sort of a bipolar or other kind of mental illness problem. Uh, It could just be that they are, are, are really down they're depressed. And if they are not, uh, and sometimes there are even some medical things that lie underneath all of this, we've just got to do a better job as, as the church, as finding those people and looking for those signs and being good listeners, because I'm convinced that listening to people, really listening to their heart uh, is, is something that we can do, even if we think we can't, right? Absolutely. And, you know, this is why, like, actually coming up, I think it's a week from Monday. This is why, like, I decided that we're going to start hosting events throughout Florida. You know, I'm starting here in Gainesville, but I thought I'm going to go to where the people are at. Like, yes, we can do an ad campaign. We can lead people to our website, but we also want to be in front of people. So we're actually hosting a parenting event for our community coming up. 
and we're going to be bringing in a mental health counselor to help parents and teachers to know what the signs are and what are some of the ways that we can help our children. That's wonderful. What are the details on that? Well, it's going to be at the Rock of Gainesville. I'm very grateful that my church is actually, you know, going to host. Um, it's on September 25th. It's at 6.45 p.m. That's the event that I told you we're doing completely for free. Anybody who wants to come, you know, if they're a parent, a grandparent, a youth pastor, you know, a teacher, you know, they're welcome to come. I'm going to share the bigger vision of looking for answers, and then I'm going to introduce um, our mental health counselor, Catherine Large. She works, I hope I say it right, I believe the place she works is Live Well um, in Gainesville. And so we're going to, we have a variety of speakers we can bring in, but she happens to be our first. And mm-hmm. so she'll be talking again about the signs and the symptoms. So, you know, we welcome people to come, you know, they can find out more details on our website. It's looking the number four answers.org. You know, we have a slide up and it'll lead them to Eventbrite. And we do ask people to sign up because we have a smaller room. We can move if people sign up and we need to, but we don't want to, we don't want to turn people away. So we just ask people to sign up so we can move to another room if it's necessary. Right. Like many events, uh, it's a free event, but you do need to sign up. You need, do need to register and in a, in a real sense have a free ticket for it because that does help you prepare, help you plan. And again, the heart behind all of this is to help these people that are hurting. And there are just so many. You know, we, we talk about the silver linings that happened uh, as a as a result of the pandemic when COVID hit. Nobody, I don't believe anybody could have ever foreseen it was going to be what what happened across not only the United States but around the world. But one of the of the silver linings that happened on that would be the growth of technology. I think of Zoom calls. I mean, holy cow! How many Zoom calls were you part of, Jill? I mean, you probably don't even I know. know. <laughs> yeah, that 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 opened a whole new world, didn't it? It, it certainly did. And also with that, uh, we know that sadly. With so many people, let's say, not gathering, not being in the public meetings that they were in, it it just opened the door. This is a negative thing that happened, is that people became much more isolated than ever before as well. And just like we've seen some people who started watching their church services on, on live stream, and they haven't come back yet. That's also true, isn't it, with people who are really fighting these mental health battles. They haven't yet really rejoined the public the way they need to. And and that's what we're praying, oh, right. that we can be prepared for them. You know, you're absolutely right, Mike. I mean, I, I think at that time, ever since 2020, you know, three years later, sometimes we don't realize how much it's affected people because either people didn't come back to church or they went to a different church and you know, we all need to come together. You know, being in person is always going to be better, but we also need to take advantage of what we have, you know, through Zoom and through social media, because if people um, still haven't come back out or aren't engaging as much, at least we do have another way to engage people. But that's, you know, I know I've had friends that they, to this day, still have not gone back to church or they still watch it online. And um, there's just nothing like being together in person, though. I agree. You know, uh, my friend John Stenberger said that anyone, if you're in a, a, a Eastern religion, you might can sit on the side of a mountain, he said, and be at Nirvana. But that's not so for believers. Right. We're not meant to be alone on the side of a mountain. We're meant to have the gathering together. And, and the Bible teaches us not to uh, put that off. Don't stop gathering, be together. Don't neglect the assembling together, it says in the word. Uh, so there there are reasons why we need all of those one another's. And that's something that looking for answers really is a, a way of serving. It's a way of opening the doors for people to say, hey, if you're looking for something, you don't know what it is, but why don't you start here? And you sometimes people, they really don't know what it is that they need. They, they really don't know if it were if it were to come up and introduce themselves to them. They wouldn't know that that's the answer. But, but when they have problems and they're looking for answers, it's through that search that can pe- people can find the Lord, right? 
Absolutely. You know, I was working on a ad last night. We actually have a sponsorship at John Maxwell's Live to Lead event in Atlanta. And so we were working on an ad for the program. And at the very top of it, you know, we have don't suffer, you know, don't suffer in silence alone. And that's what I think gets me. You know, if you break your arm, nobody feels like you have to be silent about it. It's no big deal. You go to the doctor, you break your arm, you post it all over social media. But if you have pain inside that you can't see, you're not going to post that all over social media typically. People feel ashamed. They feel like they shouldn't share. And I think especially leaders, you know, they just suffer alone silently. And that's what we're hoping to do through looking for answers or saying, don't do this in silence. I mean, if you look at the statistics, like I said, 41% of the people in Florida that are anxious, there are other people that are feeling like you do. Your story might be different. But that's what I'm hoping to do is to make it okay to say that you're not okay and then take a step to, you know, to get some help. And help is available. And this free event is one of the great ways that uh, people can help other people by just saying, encouraging them, offering to go with them. All you have to do is go to uh, the, her website, looking for answers. Is it dot com? Looking for for the number four com or dot org either one will get you there okay and it's looking number four right answers.com and then register the event is september 25th at 6 45 in the evening at the rock and that big beautiful new building right there on newberry it's a gorgeous facility oh it is for sure and you know mike just The other thing I want people to know is, you know, if they're listening and people are saying, hey, I can't make it there or I live in Orlando or, you know, wherever it is they live. If somebody wants us to host an event for them, just tell them to get in touch with me because all next year, that's what we want to do. You know, we're going to go into the business community. We're going to go into churches. I mean, I am amazed, Mike, that, you know, we were fundraising a few months back and this was somebody who already was donating to us. They just wanted their staff you know, to get to know us a little bit. And we had a gentleman at the end of the meeting who basically opened up and shared some of the mental anguish he was going through as a young man and wanted to know if we could help him. And then another lady opened up because she had lost her son because he had taken a pill and it ended up being fentanyl. And and fentanyl, if I'm saying that oh, right. Oh, my goodness. And yeah, then fentanyl, yeah. It just ended up where we were able to minister one to another. And in this business setting, I was just asked if I could if I could lead in prayer. And we had a chance to pray and minister and help people. Yeah. So that's like I said, it, not everybody's ready to come to the physical building of the church. But we, the church, which are the people, are going to go out and meet people right where they're at in a corporate setting or in a church. I mean, not in a church or, I mean, it can be the church, but we're going to go in corporate settings as well. That's right. And, and again, the message is a message of hope for people who are fighting these things. And, uh, you know, there's this old picture that we have of people fighting their demons. That's kind of like the uh, imagery that we get. And sometimes the demons that they're fighting, are, it's really, uh, it, it's really a, uh, insecurity in their own heart. It's it's a lie that they've bought into. It's a lie that they've listened to, and it's pushed them to be alone and isolated. And that's what we need to be aware of. And and this whole drug thing that's going on, the opioid crisis, mm-hmm. uh, this thing of fentanyl, as you said, it is incredibly serious. It's something that we've got to fight. Now, if you can hang with me, there's something I want to talk to you on the other side of the break. If you can hang around for a little bit of time. Can you do that, Jill? Absolutely. All right. We'll be back with my friend Jill Nash with Elevate Leadership. Coming up in just a moment, this is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years' experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144 or visit ecwaters.com. 
with Jill Nash. Jill is the leader of Elevate Marketing, Leadership and Marketing. And uh, Jill has uh, been a, a part of the Gainesville community, the advertising community. I know that you, uh, things have changed over the years. Man, everything in media has changed, hasn't it, since you first started doing the days back at, with Advantage. <laughs> it's a lot different oh, now, right? Absolutely. So different. You're talking about I started with Cox Media when we literally would put physical tapes in to run our TV commercials. So it was real different back then. Yeah. When I first started off, Jill, you get a kick at this. Uh, when I first started off in radio it was 1973. And then I, I was invited two years later. Uh, I, I was uh, told and encouraged to go apply for a television job, which I, I didn't even really want to do. But, you know, I'd met this young lady named Cindy. And I thought, hmm, okay, uh, there, there's something there. And I found out that the salary increase, if I were to make this jump. Uh, so I did it, and I, I get the job. I'm on television. I'm doing a weather show, but I'm also producing commercials. And are the commercials that we did back then, Jill, you're going to love this. We would shoot them on 35-millimeter slide film. And we had a guy at the TV station, we had a dark room, and that guy would produce both 16 millimeter sound on film and 35 millimeter slides. So a lot of our commercials back in that day, this is how old I am, they were 35 millimeter slides that the producer at breaks would advance one slide at a time while I was the booth announcer and I would be talking... It was all done like a live announcement with a 35 millimeter slide that would end up with finally the station logo that would, and I would say TV two five, you can count on us. And then we go back to network sync. Oh my gosh. Things have changed a lot. (laughs) That's crazy. They sure have. We didn't use that, so yes, I said that. I guess you're older than me, then, Mike. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I took over for Moses. That's right. That's what happened. So I don't think so. <laughs> We're young at heart. Oh my gosh, that really is what's what's so great. Well, speaking of young, I know that part of what your motivation is, and this is another thing that I've been privileged to see at work in your life, is that you've not only done the work that God's called you to do, but you've poured this into your own family, uh, particularly the young Mm. lady, uh, your daughter, Jennifer. She has been at your side for years doing work and and you have really poured into her. And so I think that is just a little bit of a a microcosm as to what your whole heart and leadership goal is, is the next generation. And, And you've done such a great job. Congratulations on Jennifer. Oh, well, thank you so much, Mike. I said all three, I have three kids. So there's Jennifer, Julie, and Michael, and they are definitely the heartbeat behind, you know, my reason for everything that I do. Um, Each of them have grown tremendously in leadership and I'm proud, you know, of all three of them. You know, when we hosted events, my son was probably in middle school, the girls were maybe in high school, and yet they came year after year after year when they wanted to and when they didn't want to. But, um, you know, I know that today I see, you know, the fruit of it in all their lives. And obviously you got to know Jen more because she was part of our events. And that's one of the things that I purpose to do that I would get the high schoolers involved because I think that sometimes people don't realize how much our kids can do and how much they're capable of. And we just need to, teach them, but also let them have a voice um, in participating. So, you know, we actually hosted our own high school event that Jennifer and one of her friends um, had run back then. You know, we had some college students involved. And so, you know, even to this day, you know, that's what I'm doing. You know, I invested that in my kids and even today in my nonprofit and in Elevate, I'm always looking to have high school um, children and then, you know, college students be a part of what we're doing. You know, I think it's so easy if you're in a leadership position dealing with leaders. And that obviously was the goal for these leader cast events 
the Chick-fil-A events that happen. But uh, this is one of the things that I think it's, has set you apart is that you added to that maybe an element or layer of uh, work and, and potential headaches that you might not have had to do. And that was to involve these young people the way you did. And you had the, a separate group going on and they would always be part of it. And I, I just wonder what in the world, what uh, what kind of extra work that you you decided but for whatever reason i think a lot of parents would look and they would say how is it that you get jennifer who is a young person vibrant young person very very uh easy to talk with how did that happen i think a lot of parents are always looking when they see a young person that is excelling they look into the parents and they say how did you do that so if i were to ask you that how did you do that I would say my first answer would be I prayed a lot. <laughs> you know, I you know, I was not the person that people thought were going to grow up and have kids. I was the career person. I was completely career oriented. I didn't even know that I wanted children and I wasn't a Christian growing up, so I didn't become a Christian until I was 28. So I was not the Betty Crocker to be honest. And I remembered when I was going to have Jen and people were like, "Oh my gosh, we'll be there for you." They couldn't even imagine me with children and yet God totally changed my heart where, like I said, they just became such a priority to me. And, and, you know, you just can't imagine the love until you're a parent that you have for all three of them. So I don't like to really take credit for it. I, I do think that we are all meant to be leaders so that when you model leadership, it's imparted, imparted. Like if you just teach leadership, I don't think that's it. And I do think I'm very imperfect, you know, so I tried to model a leadership, but when I made mistakes, I tried to also own up to my mistakes, and then I just tried to give them opportunities to lead as well. Well, they did, and you did a great job doing this, and so they not only got to be part of these events, isn't it so great to see what you are wanting to do and what God's called you to do for it to rub off onto the next generation the way it did with Jennifer and she just came alive, I think, being your right hand and being that help for you. And I, I've just always enjoyed watching that dynamic at play. And that's, again, a great reason, a great motivation behind looking for answers, right? Oh, it is. You know, everything I'm doing is for the next generation. You know, like when I think of my friend Bill who committed suicide, I'm also thinking of his son or daughter, I don't know which one it was that was getting married that didn't have their dad there and how that oh, affected, yeah. you know, that person. Um, you know, I think of all the things that the kids are dealing with in the schools today. I mean, I think our kids have so much more that they're dealing with, whether it's school shootings, you know, whether it was COVID that happened. So we have to be there for them. We have to help them develop as leaders, but we also have to be there for them, you know, for their mental and relational health. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, encouraging our kids to grow as leaders, you know, getting them the help when they need it is all positive, you know. And even today, like, you know, when I go to this event in Atlanta coming up, um, Jennifer and Julie are coming with me. They'll, you know, they'll help me run the table. Um, they'll get to continue to invest in themselves as leaders. So I guess that's my encouragement to parents is, you know, just give your kids those opportunities, you know, go into their world first, but then also allow them into your world, you know, and, and give them a voice. And I think a lot of parents, they don't want to take that effort or that extra time that it does take to involve their young people. Uh, you know, when you're on task, it's just easier to do it by themselves. But I tell you what, you lose so much in the future by not taking the extra time, not opening the door, giving that opportunity. And that's what you did. And look at the result. It's again, we talked in uh, early on in this program about not knowing exactly how the end is going to look from the beginning. Boy, I'm so grateful you did that because look at what a leader you've got in her now and also in Julie. That's really exciting. No, absolutely. You know, and like I said, my son doesn't get to be as much a part because he lives in California. But, you know, I, I look at my son and he is such an entrepreneur. He didn't, you know, he didn't go to college, but I don't think you need to go to college. And he is busy selling international travel. And it, you know, he's now 22. He started there at 21, living on his own and thriving. So, wow. again, our kids can do more than we expect. And also, I just want to be real careful to say it's not 
I always give God the glory, but it's also not just me as well. Obviously, it's Pete and I doing this together yeah. and me investing in our kids as well. And Pete is such a great guy. How's he doing, by the way? He's doing good and continuing to work hard and doing a lot of work in the yard. That man that man is one of the hardest working people I've ever met. Uh, what a great guy, Pete Nash. And I, I know that you guys are, I really count you as pillars in the Gainesville community. Again, thank you, Jill, for the way that for years you have uh, taken the work, taken the hard work. Uh, that it is to do something for God. And it's uh, it's not just always just about the easy way to go. Sometimes you've had to blood, sweat, and tears for these events to come through and a lot of praying, but it has paid off and I'm grateful for it. Let's talk again, this event that's coming up for parents. We, we have talked a lot about how Parents can have hope, and and right now is a day in which a lot of parents who have young people that are really kind of like needing what this event is going to provide, I, I hope we have your ears, and I hope that you can say, uh, yeah, I, I'm going to give this a shot. And so this event, tell us again, what is going to happen at this event on the 25th? Well, again, at this event, I will share the vision of looking for answers, how people might want to get involved and how it will affect the next generation. And then Catherine Large, who is a licensed mental health you know, counselor, she will be talking to the parents about some of the um, you know, mental health issues that their children are experiencing and, and just what they may be going through at school and just give us some of the signs for them being anxious or depressed and, and how that we can, she'll give us tools on how that we can help them. Oh, that's such a beautiful thing. The Rock is the location, September 25th at 645 in the evening. And you don't need a ticket. Well, you do need to register, but you don't have to pay for the ticket. It's a free event, but you must register. And they do that how? They can just go to our website, looking the number four answers.org. And I believe it's like the fourth slide. That's probably the best way to find it. They'll hit the fourth slide and then it should link to Eventbrite and they can sign up that way. Through Eventbrite. And like I said, yeah, through Eventbrite, it's it's called prioritizing your child's mental and relational health. Um, you know, I don't mind if, you know, people can give me a call as well. But if people show up, as long as we have room, we'll let them in. It just makes it a lot easier if they register in advance. And yeah. we will have door prizes for those who register. Oh, good. Okay, that's that's also a, always a fun little extra uh, as well. But uh, looking ahead past this event, what is Elevate going to be doing for the rest of this year? <laughs> Elevate's going to be focused on helping looking for answers probably for the rest of this year, taking care of our advertising clients. Um, we're always looking to engage with new businesses who are very purposeful and passionate about what we, what they do. We do love, you know, helping those. Like the Rocket Gainesville is actually one of my clients and has been one of my clients for years. And it's always, you know, a pleasure to serve them. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we'll be, we're doing some fundraising events coming up for looking for answers. Give us the website for Elevate, if you would. It is elevate-lead.com. Elevate-lead.com. Jill Nash, it's been a pleasure to have you on my program today and look forward to getting with you guys, you and Pete. The next time maybe we're up in Gainesville, would love to see you. Say hello to my friends there at The Rock and to Pete and anybody else that you know that I know there. We, We love our Gainesville family up there. Well, I will. And if you're up here and have time, we'd love to have lunch or dinner. All right. Jill Nash, my guest today. Thank you again, friends, for joining us for another program. We'll see you next time right here on Afternoons with Mike. 